Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Sunday for those of you who are live. And thank you for being here on a Sunday morning. Happy any day of the week for those that are tuning in whenever you're tuning in. Thanks so much for doing that. We are honored to have you. I had the opportunity this weekend to go through um, some of the Facebook comments. So for those that are here on Facebook, thanks so much. Of course, the people here on Zoom and whatever the platform you're watching live, we appreciate it. Or watching it all, we appreciate it. All right, we were talking about giving. And last week, we ended with a new sort of path that we I want to walk down today. And as God will have it, because God's awesome, is over the weekend, the rabbi of my shul spoke about this. And I'm like, mm-hmm, got the message. We're going to do that. Last week, we ended with this concept that the greatest gift you can give somebody else is make them a giver right? If giving is the pathway to greatness, giving everything you got, caring about things more than yourself. That's really the path. And if you look in every area in life, the greatest football players are the ones that give everything on, on the field. They're not always asking, like, if I dive on the ball, am I going to get a better contract? I'm not saying they're always like, I'm not saying they're altruistic. I'm not comparing a football player to like somebody who's like super, who's a real, who's engaged in real altruism, but still just look at just like, just the concept, test the concept. I know people that spent their youth in extreme giving, whether they were volunteering, whether they were involved in uh, organizations because they were young and they didn't have any, financial responsibilities. And so they spent their time really giving back. I know people that were in the army, extreme giving. This is what they did for a living. They gave all day and in in incredible ways. They weren't exchanging, they were giving. And then they go through life and they get into a new world and it's just hard for them to adapt. The feeling of giving for something greater than yourself is the greatest feeling in the world. So if giving is, is really the pathway to our greatness, then the greatest thing we can give to other people is build them into givers. Now, you don't build someone into a giver if they're incredibly insecure, if they think that accomplishments equals success, if they are competing all the time with everybody for their own self-worth. You hear what I'm saying? You can't be a giver if all you're doing is worrying about yourself. So when you're around people and you are able to build them up to increase their self-confidence, to show them how to give, you are doing something greater than giving them something. The story of like my dad, my dad, when I was a young kid, he didn't give charity for me. He came to my chair and gave me coins and said, get up. He didn't say it, but like, you know, he showed me in the middle of prayers, when you're sitting in your chair, stand up, go to the front, drop the coins in, be a giver. Whenever you are raising your family, whenever you're teaching, whenever you're enabling somebody to do something, you're actually building them into something much greater than yourself. 
you're increasing, you're giving at a higher level. This is the famous, I don't know, this is one of the expressions that I like because I think it comes originally from Maimonides. But I think it's, someone will, t- Andy in a second will get this. Just, this is gonna, everyone just watch. Andy's magic. If you give a man a fish, like, I don't know how this expression goes, but if you're watching this live, I'm sure Andy's gonna kill this. When you, in a good way. If you're giving man, like giving a man fish is one thing, right? But then if you teach a man to fish, it's even better. I don't know what the real expression is, but that expression that I'm talking about is, is where I'm going. That there's something greater than giving, and that's building givers. Now, this applies a lot in work. For those of you who have people that work for you, my good friend Benjamin Tepfer over the weekend gave me a line that blew me away. He said, if you want to be great at something, you have to learn how to give up the things that you're only good at. What that means is that many times, especially at work, for those who are working with people, is we like to do things ourselves. It's ever happened to you where you're working somewhere and you give somebody something to do? Yeah, he got it. Chinese proverb, Andy Boltex delivers. Chinese proverb, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Thank you, Andy. I think that was 65 seconds. Sometimes it work when people give you what to, when you give somebody an assignment and it doesn't come back perfect. Our first inclination is, you know, I'll just do it myself. Do you ever have that? I'll just do it myself. You do that in like your family or friends, get involved in the community, give somebody something to do and then don't do it well. And you go, I'll just do it myself. I'll just do it myself is it takes too hard to try to make you great. So let me just do it myself and make it good. When you're around people and they're not you, and as opposed to the time and effort that it takes to make them better, we just go straight to the thing that has to get done then and do it ourselves. I'll just clean up myself. It's fine. I'll just do it myself. I asked you to do the dishes. You know what? I'll just do it myself. Anyone, anyone have this? Anyone have this with their kids? Your friends? I know this is your friends. I, I know you're supposed to take care of this thing. I'll just do it myself. I know this is your parents, especially for those who have much older parents. I don't. My parents are super young. My parents are my age now. They get younger. Right? When, if your parents are much, much older. Here, mommy, let me give you this thing. I'll, I'll get it, honey. No, 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 no. I'll do it. Ma, I'll, ma, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Ma, I'll do it. Anyone have this? The hovering, the helicoptering. Any helicopter parents I have in this, that, that I'm watching? Anyone solving problems for the people around them all the time? Anybody doing that? Solving problems for everybody all the time? Here's what you should do. Just do this. And it comes from such a good place. You know where it comes from? You know where it comes from? Somebody? Giving. 
These are the greatest people in the world, the givers. The people that are solving each other's problems, they're just givers. Moms that are helicoptering, they're givers. They're not trying to hurt their kids. They love their kids. They're trying to solve all their problems. They're calling the school and they're yelling at teachers. They're doing everything that they can to get, I told you the story here a million times about the guy with the bonus, right? I told you this too for sure. The mom who called her son's boss because the boss didn't give her son a big enough bonus. It's not just helicopter moms. We pick on moms. That's what we do for a living, us boys. We pick on our moms. It's more than that. It's everywhere you go. People are always solving everyone's problems. People are always assuming that they know. It's okay. And it comes from giving. It's a good thing. It's don't. It's a good thing. People are givers. They're givers. Good people are givers. And they want so badly for it to work out. And they want so badly for it to be fixed. I'm going to go down a, a road here for the men. I didn't learn this until like, I think like 18, 19 years into my marriage. But I'm, and, I'm, and even now, I don't get it. I'm just saying it. I just want to let you know, I'm, I'm not saying it like I get it. I'm saying it just because I'm saying it. Just understand. For the guys, many times in life when your wife shares a problem with you, she doesn't want you to fix it. She wants you just just to listen. Am I right? Ladies, am I right? Many times in life, when a wife shares a problem with a husband, she's not looking for him to fix it. She's looking for him to just listen. And many times in life when the guy hears the problems, he can barely Get through it. Am I right? He can barely even get through the conversation. He's like, just do this, do this, this. This is my life. Just do this, do this. And she's like, oh, I'm not even done yet. He's already like, right? He's already making phone calls. Why don't you just do that? Why don't you do that? Why don't you just do it this way? Why don't you just go straight? And then especially when like the guy thinks that the wife has guy friends. Now, of course, I don't mean to like, characterize all men like women i'm not i'm just not i'm just i'm I'm being a little extreme a little bit so i'm sure there's a lot of gray in between but let me just for a minute just play on the stereotypes for a second guys think that women have guy friends and if you have a guy friend you can just call up grunt for three seconds say exactly what you want and no one's mad in a week from now right so when we try to solve our wives' problems with our wives' friends' problems. There's pr- not that my wife has any problems with friends, but like if there's ever an issue, right? And you jump in, it's like as if like you're jumping in with your friends. Like as if the way you work with your friends is how she works with her friends. Right? You hear what I'm saying? Why do we do that for? So a woman will get so frustrated with this. He doesn't listen to me. He never listens to me. He just never listens to me. And the guy's thinking, I'm just trying to help. Because when a guy hears his wife in pain, I got to tell you, ladies, it gets him in a tough, in a real deep place. God doesn't want his wife to be in pain. He does what he does. He takes out his tools. Just go fix it. Go fix it. But it doesn't fix it. 
Why? How come all this giving isn't working? How come all this giving isn't going where we want it to go? Because as we move through the levels of giving, as we, as we ascend into levels and levels of giving, we have to realize that there's a level of giving even bigger than giving. And that's empowering. There's nothing that we can do for someone bigger than to make them bigger. And that's hard. It's one level to get up and give. That's already a big level that we got on together, right? We were in the world of exchanging a week ago. A week ago, we were talking about exchanging. I'm doing for you because I want you to do for me. Now we're ascending into the level of giving. Giving is a whole nother world. Yeah, Daniel, not, for those of you who, who are on live, Andy, make sure you post this on Facebook. And who, if you're listening on a podcast or like this, we're going to hopefully post this tomorrow. Daniel just nailed it. There's a video called It's Not About the Nail. We're going to post it here for those that are live. And um, uh, after, after Andy gets it, we'll, I'll, I'll give you the link, I'll tell you where to go find it. Or go to YouTube and go, It's Not About the Nail. This will explain everything. I'll tell you, I was, on, I was talking to a CEO this week and he just couldn't understand one of his employees. And I showed him this video and he's like, I got it. I got it totally. It's not about the nail. If you're listening to this as you're driving, wait till, wait till you pull in. It's already being posted on, uh, on all of our sites right now. It's not about the nail. So we were, in, we, were, we were in exchanging last week. Do you remember that? Now we moved into giving. Now let's go up a notch to the next level. And the next level isn't just giving, it's enabling. Or as Richard Joel, the former president of, of University would say, enabling and ennobling. It's empowering. That is so much harder. It is so much harder to sit through the time that it takes to make the kid get that answer than it is to give him the answer. It is so much harder to figure out why is my teenager refusing to do dishes? Why is my teenager refusing to clean up her own room? How do I strategize getting her to actually wanna do it on her own? It seems like an impossible task especially if my teenager is a him, to get that room clean. I feel like I could sooner get in the middle of the space race between Bezos and Elon Musk than get one teenage boy to make his room clean enough so that we don't have like microcosms growing and all what's going on. It's harder to make him someone that's responsible. It's harder to listen to somebody when and understand what they need, not what I need. Understand this. When men cut off their wives when she's sharing a need, it's not because he doesn't want to listen to her. It's because it's so hard to hear your wife in pain. That's the need of the man. But maybe he doesn't understand what his wife needs. Maybe she doesn't understand what her kids need because she was, she's not a teenager in 2020 and how badly they need to fail 
and to be picked up and to get up there and try again and to be picked up a million times until they learn how to do it on their own. How badly do you want to ride the bike for your kids when they topple over as you're teaching them to ride a bike on the asphalt? They deep down want is they want to ride a bike. How badly does somebody want to learn how to give? How, how much harder it is, is it to work with the people in our lives to make them better, to think always, how can I make you bigger without pitying you, without patronizing you? To think my job in this world is not just to give, but it's to build people. Even if they'll walk away from me. That's big. That's big. That's God's work. You want to talk about God's work? That's God's work. God puts himself in us. God gives us scenarios and is patient with us. He hears us. He grows us. God can solve every one of our issues immediately, but he waits. The rabbi spoke this weekend about the idea of redemption. And redemption is also a personal redemption. Redemption can be that the, the finances come through, the relationship works out, the kid grows up, whatever. He speaks redemption is always connected to agriculture, not actual, but in its language. In Hebrew, it's you see the words matzmiach um, Yeshua, the sprouting of redemption, because he said on, on the weekend, it was brilliant, Rabbi Moshe Weinberger. He said, because the word sprouting means, in a way, taking time. You can't grow a tree overnight. You can't force it. It takes time. A tree goes through winters and fall and spring and summer. A tree has time, the trunks, the branches, the ups and downs. And if you have the patience to work and to water a tree, even in the beginning, when you don't see anything, in one day it'll produce fruit. The patience that we need to grow people, to give them the support, even when they're not delivering for us to believe in them and believe in them and believe in them, to think about how I can make them better, how I can make them independent, and they may let us down. They may let us down. More than once do I speak to a CEO of a company who builds his employees for them to get up and either leave or compete with him. More than once do I speak to a mom who puts every, and a dad who puts every bit of energy into those kids who get up and leave their parents. They're there, but they leave the ideals and the morals and the path of their parents. More than once do I speak to a friend who doesn't get back what she puts in or he puts into the friendship. A rabbi who kills for the congregation that turns on him. But if you go into that conversation and say, would you do it differently? Would you hold back? They wouldn't say yes. Because they know that the greatest work they've ever been engaged in 
is giving at the highest level, which is enabling others to become great themselves. All right, we'll continue with God's help. Think about this today. Where in my life is there someone in my life that I can be quietly building them? So many times in those, so many times I'm in a room, so many times I'm in a room and I see somebody in a spotlight and I look around the room to see who built them and I can see it. Somebody that's eyes are twinkling, watching somebody else win. And I know that they're the reason why the other person is winning. Those are the greatest people in the world. Oh, man, we don't know them because we can't see them because we're not, they're not in the podium. They just put the people at the podium. God loves those people, in my opinion. Man, okay, we'll continue. Look out for it today. Look out for things we can do to build other people up, even if they don't realize. Look out for ways that we can give in the highest level. Check out that video about the nail if you want a good laugh. All right, have an incredible day. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.